Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I am songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Oh, Nate, I am excited for this one. Ooh, I'm excited that you're excited. <laughs> Today, we're going to get to talk about Casey Musgraves, who has literally been with us from the beginning of our show, the very first episode. And I absolutely adore her music. She has a new album called Golden Hour. And today, we're going to talk about her song, Butterflies. It is a tour de force of songwriting in which Every element is splendidly interwoven into a single theme, butterflies. And if listening to the chorus right now doesn't give you butterflies, I promise <laughs> that by the end of our conversation <laughs> that your stomach will be churning once you realize all of these just wonderfully, beautifully, intricately tied together elements of the song. It's so good. Let's take a listen. Now you're lifting me up, butterflies nate what are butterflies uh i i I mean if you want me to name like a a genus i am bereft but (laughs) these are beautiful creatures that are born from caterpillars and fill our lives with fragile beauty and serve as excellent metaphors for love and nervousness Yeah. And have you ever had butterflies in your stomach? Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I have. Yeah, you're a romantic too. We all know that feeling, the adrenaline, the anticipation, the unease. That's exactly what this song is about. I think a great pop song will have a title like Butterflies and that title will be the idea and that idea will just be throughout the entire song. So we're talking about butterflies, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I want to first talk about the sound. The sounds of this song literally give me butterflies. Right from the very start. Nate, what happens at the beginning of this song? We have this lovely instrumental intro featuring what I think is banjo and some kind of 
strange guitar almost sounds like a sitar it's a synthesizer isn't oh. that a lovely combination country with synthesizer banjo yes that is happening and that does give me butterflies because i've never heard that combination but i'm actually talking about the very beginning let's rewind the tape very first thing what happens aha uh-huh, okay so you're keeping me kosher here the very first thing we hear yeah. sounds like a snare drum hit yes we are caught off guard we start mid-measure boom snare drum intro into the song and immediately we are kind of a kilter we don't know where we're landing we are caught in medias race do you feel caught off guard I do now that you've (laughs) alerted me to this phantom sound that I kind of just pushed to the outskirts of my hearing. But okay, yeah, I'm with you. That sort of destabilizes us from the very beginning. Good. And then fluttering along is this beautiful strumming acoustic guitar. It's just chugging along. Right? Mm, Yeah, that layered in the background, that acoustic guitar. Good. Isn't it kind of like a butterfly flapping its wings, just constantly (laughs) beating, moving through the wind? I know, maybe I'm reaching a little bit far into that one. The sounds of this sort of butterfly-ness and queasiness continue when we get a little bit further on towards the chorus. We hear these beautiful, chimey vibes. Aren't they just sort of icy and ethereal and spacious? Ah, you're suggesting this is a vibraphone we're hearing here, a metallic mallet instrument? That's what I'm hearing. Do you think that's what it is? I'm going to give it to you. I'm feeling very generous today. and We'll go (laughs) along with all your crazy (laughs) notions. Sure. Cool. It's hard to say. Some of these sounds, I mean, I thought I heard a banjo, and now you're telling me it's a synthesizer. So I don't don't know where I am right now. It was a banjo and a synthesizer layered together. Uh, A banjo and a synthesizer layered together. So is this perhaps a vibraphone layered with a synthesizer? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps. I think it's just a vibraphone, but it's just spacey and gives me butterflies. And I just want to give you uh, two more quick references. Next coming up is this wild thing that happens in the second verse. Listen to the space in this clip. Kiss full of color makes me wonder where you've always been. I was hiding in doubt till you brought me out of my chrysalis. You're just at the very tail end of that piece. Do you hear all of that just echoing and reverberation that's going on? Tell me more. In the background there, beneath the uh, the drums and the bass. Oh, that took me a few listens, but I do hear what you're saying now. This is hard to describe, but it's this almost faint sort of echoing, almost like when you listen to a conch shell, that kind of like <laughs> floaty ocean texture in the background. Yes, I do hear that reverb. I'm ungrounded by these sounds, this etherealness to the track. It's reinforced by the most quintessential element of country music, the pedal steel. Now you're lifting me up, and whiny and spacey and just washy. That's that instrument that kind of fades in and out and gives that characteristic country twang. Yes, okay, I hear it. All of these things together, that getting caught off guard, that fluttering of the guitar, the spaciousness within the song, make me have butterflies. The sounds of this piece give me butterflies. Also, that banjo synth thing, I love that. So you're hearing here all these sort of ethereal, floating, sonic textures 
that together create this tapestry. You can imagine a butterfly floating along on a breeze or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm buying, Chuck. I'm buying. Thanks, Nate. And if I'm starting to sound as spacey as this song, <laughs> let's get a little bit more literal. Okay. Let's look at how the lyrics literally give me butterflies. What I want to do is I just want to walk through the verse line by line because, oh my gosh, each word is so intentionally chosen and self-referential with dual meanings that give you butterflies. So let's start with the verse, first line, I was just coasting. I was just coasting, never really going anywhere. What a great opening line. What do you read into that line? We're getting an image of our singer sort of stuck in a rut, blasé, going through the motions, And it's almost like the melody reflects that. The melody doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of coasts along. That's Yeah, that's beautiful. And of course, there's a dual metaphor happening. Just coasting, never really going anywhere, as in in a relationship. But also, the butterfly metaphor is totally appropriate here. The butterfly is just coasting on the wind. Oh, okay, okay. And if you think I'm reaching, let's go to the next lyric. Caught up in a web, I was getting kind of used to staying there. Oh, okay. I was skeptical, but maybe you've got something there. So stuck in a web, still not able to kind of break out of these melodic doldrums, so to speak. Also the relationship doldrums, and of course, the butterfly metaphor, literally caught in a spider web, unable to move. Now, we've gone from coasting to being in a web. Stakes have gotten worse. We're not in a good state. So let's go to the next line. So let's see if it's resolved in the next line. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's definitely some hope there because we have this line out of the blue and a new melody appears out of the blue, high, disgracefully kind of descending down. Mm. Yeah, this is promising for sure. And also out of the blue. Again, a double meaning here. On one hand, out of the blue, like out of the sky, something falling for her but also out of the blue coming out of a depression out of a funk (laughs) yeah wow you are you are reading this like uh ulysses right now (laughs) this is i love it don't stop okay what's next it gets better because moving from the verse into the chorus she responds exactly to this line now you're lifting me up (laughs) okay that's cool right fell for you the melody descends down and then lifting me up it just rockets back up it's like we've just went through a little valley and are now coasting back to the surface cool Mm -hmm. the butterfly is falling and rising she says i fell for you now you're lifting me up the melody corresponds with the movement of this butterfly but also lifting me up we've now moved into a, a more beautiful sort of more major tonality the melody is rising there's opportunity the relationship is literally bringing her up this is a beautiful moment yes but something i'm i'm, I'm feeling tense now something, what's gonna happen <laughs> i think it only gets better oh phew but what i love what she does in this chorus is that there are multiple references back to the original verse so let's just check out this next line about untangling all the strings untangled 
Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. She's been trapped in the web, and now this new romance is helping her untangle all those strings, getting her out of that web. Right, right, setting free her wings. Huh, okay, so there is a lot more butterfly imagery here than I realized. Okay, continue. It is woven in (laughs) into this web. She continues and says, I didn't know him and I didn't know me. Uh, You know, more of a direct reference to the relationship but again sort of confusion and off-kilteredness the butterflies in the stomach and she continues into cloud nine, cloud nine was always out of reach. wait for it now I remember what it feels like to fly. Mm, yeah and you can really almost picture that cloud up in the heavens as her voice sails into the stratosphere at the same time exactly and as, as well as referencing back into the blue that she was getting out of the cloud <laughs> nine in the blue all of these words i'm saying that i think they're just so intentional and then of course closing out the most beautiful part of the chorus you give me butterflies mm. oh she holds so far into the song to state the purpose of it you give me butterflies. She doesn't say it at the top of the chorus, not at the beginning of the song, but she suspends us with all these butterfly metaphors and then finally <laughs> gives it to us at the end of the chorus. That's cool. That's cool. Really saves it to pack that punch at the very end of the chorus. Okay. Okay. So this was a long game here. Casey Musgraves really <laughs> setting everything up mm-hmm. very carefully, mm-hmm. musically, lyrically and then delivering that payoff which feels so satisfying because it ties all those themes together okay yeah a lot going on in this track more than i realized thanks charles if the sounds and the lyrics of this song are not yet giving you butterflies i promise you that you will not believe how deep this metaphor goes it's literally imbued deep within the harmonies and the melodies of this song which we're going to untangle in the second half of the show. This is exciting. Support for Switched On Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Oh, you're a madman. This is the great butterfly conspiracy <laughs> of 2018. I picture you in your home with all these like pictures of butterflies and Casey Musgrave's face like <laughs> attached to a bulletin board and red twine connecting them. Yes, you you insane conspiracy theorist, take me there. Yes, and that leads us right into the harmony. And the harmony 
just like the orchestration and the sounds and the lyrics, it is also going to give us butterflies. The conspiracy deepens. <laughs> Have you ever felt this just incredible combination of joy and sorrow every time you listen to casey musgraves yeah i know what you mean it's like the highs always have a little bit of low in them and the lows always have a little bit of high in them absolutely and i think that that feeling is actually within the harmonic structure of her songs and a lot of her songwriting certainly one of my favorites is merry-go-round which we've talked about on the show previously all this Harmony goes around just like the metaphor of the merry-go-round. And similarly, I think we have the unease of butterflies in our stomachs just when we hear the very chords of butterflies. Butterflies is kind of ambiguous. Is it a happy song? Is it a sad song? <laughs> just as the feeling of having butterflies is sort of this anticipation, this unknowing, this anxiety. And she produces that anxiety by waffling back and forth between a sort of major tonality and a minor tonality and never giving us just quite enough information to know how we ought to feel. Mm. We can hear this right from the beginning. We, we open up on this beautiful G major chord, one of the happiest of keys. But then she leads us through a bunch of these very sorrowful minor chords, more minor information than major information. Mm, right, a kind of bitter, sweet harmonic progression, perhaps. One could think, well, what if she had written this slightly differently and started on the minor and then moved to the major? It would feel as though there's almost too much resolution. Right, it's a little less ambivalent than the existing progression. Exactly. And you know how we talked about how she builds anticipation for that marvelous moment where she reveals the feeling that she's got the title of the song the butterflies oh yeah she in a similar way builds anticipation through the chord progression when we are in the verse we hear these minor chords however this progression is actually a cropped a shortened version of the larger progression which reveals itself in the chorus so in the verse we have this Happy little G major chord we start on. We move to an E minor, sad. B minor, sad and ambiguous. And then it goes back to the G and just repeats in the verse. But when we move into the chorus, all of a sudden, now we're getting more information. It goes from the happy G through the sadder E minor and B minor, and then moves to a D major and resets our expectations that we're going to be home in this happy place, maybe going to cloud nine. So basically what's going on here is that that cropped version of the chords extends itself in the chorus to reveal really what's going on. Rather than being sorrowful and stuck in a web, if you will, there's opportunity that the butterfly is starting to flutter its wings and fly away. Oh, okay. So the harmonic progression expands from the verse to the chorus to include this additional major chord, sort of subtly cluing us in as listeners that this story is going to have a happy ending. Now, sometimes you get butterflies when you're anxious about something going wrong, but they're also an indicator of something about to go really right, right? When people have butterflies just before a kiss. That's <laughs> Isn't that pretty? That's next level, Charles. I hear it. Indeed. So we said that the... Uh, feeling of butterflies is in the harmony and it's also built right into the melody 
you captured some of it and some of your thoughts earlier, but I want to take a second and just focus in on specifically the notes that are going on this melody, because I think it gives us so much information about the feeling of flying like a butterfly. You established that in the mm. verse, the melody's pretty banal. Indeed. Not much going on, and it's kind of low and not moving much, yeah? But when we get into the <laughs> chorus, all of a sudden, we start to soar. Kind of. Haha. <laughs> because this is a beautiful melody. It bases itself all around this low note, this D right here, right? At the bottom of this melody, Casey keeps returning to this low note hmm. and then rising up above it and then falling back down. And then rising back up. Yeah, I guess. You know when you watch a butterfly on the wind, how they don't fly like a bird, but rather they sort of shoot up and then they sink. Oh. And they shoot back up and they sink back down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I think the melody is sort of uh, following that same sort of structure. It quickly flutter its wings, falls back down. Flutters its wings, falls back down. <laughs> I'm trying to make a ridiculous extended metaphor of how this melody is actually a butterfly flying on the wind. Mm. It gives me butterflies, especially at the very end. When she sings, you give me butterflies. Yeah. Because... Rather than landing on her home key, she shoots above it and kind of goes beyond. You give me butterflies. She says, you give me butterflies. And it kind of shoots up and goes, rather than landing on the home note of G, she shoots back up into the B and sort of flies off. So what you're saying is she could have resolved that melodic phrase to the home note of G. Exactly, which would have sounded like this. And instead, she takes that note, she goes to the G, and then soars beyond it. Okay, I'm, I'm with you, like an unruly Flying butterfly. Uh, butterfly. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're, you're right on the precipice, but, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's all in bounds. I'm buying. Maybe it sounds ridiculous that I'm trying to tie this melodic movement to the actual movement of a butterfly. But as a listener not getting that resolution and instead shooting beyond it gives me this sense of uh, unstableness. I'm a little bit just mm. not grounded. And that ungroundedness is that feeling of butterflies. Like she's <laughs> in the construction of this melody. If you're really listening to it, you get butterflies in your stomach. I think this is magical because the song is not just about butterflies, both the feeling of being in love and then the actual literal butterfly and the metaphors of the butterfly it actually evokes the feeling of butterflies in your stomach when you listen to it. With the very first time I heard the song, I just loved it. And I was fluttering that you can actually take the song and make someone feel the way that you're feeling. That's amazing. Mein lieber Schmetterling. <laughs> you are delightful, Charlie. You've said Thank the word you. butterfly more times than I think I ever have in my entire life. More than <laughs> anyone but an entomologist might... And yet, I think it was for good reason. And I like what you said. Is It's not, like, outwardly, it seems like a really happy song. But there's also these little glimpses of melancholy in there that are what make it so compelling. If it was just the major chords, if it was just, you know, the melody landing on the tonic note G, like, maybe it wouldn't land in the same way. It's because it's a little sad and it's a little, like, floaty or, or, or what have you. 
that draws you into it. Unstable, yeah. Well, and it creates the feeling of butterflies. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say it again. No, you're, you're <laughs> cut off. Mariposa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you? So I open our show by saying that there's just not any one thing that makes this song great, but it's just all of the choices that the songwriters made to reinforce the core theme, the title of the song. Do you mind if I just give you like three tiny short examples of other things that will blow your mind? I will allow it. Okay. You know, we love talking about text painting, text painting, the words, the music, they match. You caught one of them in the chorus melody in which things go high and then they go low. Now you're lifting me up, But there's some other subtle ones, which I think Mm. are just so beautiful. So get this. You know when we were talking about how she sings about uh, being stuck in the web and then the lover helps untangle all the strings that were caught in the wings? Right. Take a listen to this and tell me if you can hear that text painting in this moment. Do you hear an entangled, suspended harmonies that weren't anywhere in the song before this? I see. So the vocal harmonies there have some dissonances that are then resolved on the word untied. The harmonies all recede and it's just her singing free. Okay, let me see what else you got. I'm I'm hesitantly accepting. Okay, there's a really obvious one, and it's just very pleasant. Uh, in the second verse, she sings about coming out of her chrysalis. Oh, right, right, right. I was hiding in doubt till you brought me out of my chrysalis. So are, are you referring to the little, <laughs> like, subtle harmony on the word chrysalis? Chrysalis. Yeah, it's, it's like a crystalline vocoder sound that... Actually, I think when uh, I first played this for uh, a friend, they were like, is that Daft Punk? I was like, no, 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 it's not Daft Punk. Like, is that Imogen Heap? No, it's not Imogen Heap. That's uh, Casey Musgraves in a crystalline little uh, beautiful harmony reinforcing her chrysalis. Oh, man, yeah, but a chrysalis is not a crystal. Okay, I mean, (laughs) let's just say it's a beautiful moment. It was an intentional moment. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the song. They wanted to reinforce that chrysalis. No, it's certainly intentional. I just don't know that you have successfully proved that (laughs) that vocal technique communicates the essence of the butterfly's metamorphic cycle. But yeah, okay, go on, go on. I certainly don't mean to imply that all of the choices here that are being made or chosen just as I am hearing them. Rather, these are the things that I'm hearing in the song and they literally give me butterflies. Like I've listened to it I think only like four or five times in preparation to talk about this on the show. And just all of these things evidenced themselves to me, gave me that shaken, unsturdy feeling mm-hmm. of, um, I can't say the word anymore. And uh, I just, oh, man, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the tune. Uh, yeah. It just feels so perfectly composed to me. I love it. You're shook all right. <laughs> and how are you feeling? I feel great uh, myself. And whether I agree with all of the things you've uncovered here, I don't know. But I, I love the interpretation. And what's the most beautiful thing about this song is that it offers so much to read into it in some ways again it seems like on the surface just a simple love song but as you start Mm. to dig into it no there's so much subtlety and complexity here and surprising ambivalence so i'm glad you took us through the 
BFs of this piece. If people can write love songs which continue to surprise and amaze us, mm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Never enough. Nate, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for entertaining all of my whimsy. It's been really fun. Any time. This episode of Switched on Pop was produced by me, Charlie Harding. And me, Nate Sloan. All of our editing, mixing, mastering, the dark arts of things that I don't understand are done by the great Bill Lance. Our design is done by Luke Harris. And we are a proud member of the Panoply Network. Reach out to us on Twitter at Switched on Pop or shoot us an email contact at switchedonpop.com. You can find more episodes wherever you like to listen to podcasts or on our website, switchedonpop.com. We'll catch you again in two weeks. And until then, thanks, thanks for listening. For listening. Support for Switched on Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.